Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. From KMOX Sports. Okay, boys, here we go. Welcome to the Great Bar Sports Open Line. Those bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Great Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Here we go. Now, Matt Pauley. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. All right, man, let's get going here. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Let's go. A good Monday evening to you. Welcome into the program. It is a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. My name is Matt Pauley. No Cardinals baseball today. So we have a full two-hour edition of the program as we will take you till 8 o'clock this evening. As always, if you want to chime in, there are multiple ways to get connected. You can call or text 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. That's where you call, that's where you text, or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air, to get in contact with the program. Here's what we've got coming up today. Benjamin Hockman from the Post-Dispatch and STL Today. He's going to join us in about 10 minutes. Next hour, we'll grab a couple uh, local sports anchors, Kevin Ryan. Ryan's from Channel 2 and Channel 11. Brian Kennedy from Channel 4. They will join us at 7.20 and 7.35, respectively. Uh, We'll talk some college football realignment in the 7 o'clock hour. We'll talk some uh, U.S. women's national team at the end of this hour. Certainly a disappointing finish for them. But let's start by talking Cardinals baseball. They lose 2 of 3 over the weekend to the Colorado Rockies. and It's a really odd spot right now because... Winning is nice. Winning's uh, like winning's not bad. You'd rather see them win than lose. But in the grand scheme of things, we're at a point now where winning doesn't really matter that much. And it, it stinks to say that. It really stinks to say that. It's a lot more fun to crack a microphone on an everyday basis and be talking about a team that's competing and where wins and losses matter. I like covering teams where wins and losses matter. And that's just not where the Cardinals are at right now. That being, I'm not telling you things that are happening in the game don't matter. I'm not saying nothing matters. I'm not saying it's not worth paying attention to. I'm just saying at the end of the day, the wins and the losses maybe don't matter is a little bit strong, but there are other things that matter so much more. So when the game gets over with on any given day, I'm looking at the box score. I'm, I'm, I'm not looking at the final score so much as some of the individual things that have happened in the contest. And we've talked about that a lot on the extra inning show after games over the last week or so, especially since the trade deadline. Some of the things that happen over the final two months of the regular season 
are going to impact decisions that are made in the offseason, whether it's putting a player in position to have more value at the uh, at, in a trade in the offseason, whether it's opening up a door for somebody to be part of the plans for next season or closing a door and making sure that somebody is not going to be part of the plans for next season. All of that matters. So you have to you have to dissect the box score a little bit after every game. Now, is, is there zero value in winning? No, I'm not saying that. Especially there's some young guys on the team. It's important that they learn how to win, that they understand what winning looks like, that they understand what it takes on any given basis to be part of a winning club. And if there's a way to help set that standard in the final two months of this season and what is a losing year, well, then that's great. There, there, are, there is value in that. But those other things that I mentioned absolutely trump what else is going on. And so, for example, yesterday's game, what do you take away from yesterday's game? I don't think there's a whole lot, to be perfectly honest, to take away. Um, but I think you look at Zach Thompson and you say, there's a guy who gave you four innings, looked really good, eight strikeouts, one walk. Now, I don't think Thompson is somebody that we're going to be talking about in the starting rotation next year. It feels like the Cardinals have moved away from that idea. If you remember, they had sent him down to Memphis uh, to work on starting because they kind of did view him as somebody who could be contending for a spot in the rotation next year. And it bluntly just did not go well for him at Memphis, and he eventually returned. And yesterday was a bullpen game more than anything, but to get four innings from Thompson – that's good. And the eight strikeouts, one walk, maybe now that he has a little bit more of a defined role in the bullpen and he knows what he's doing and he's not trying to learn a new job on the fly, see what he does. See what he looks like over the final two months of the season. And that helps you understand whether or not there's really a role for him in next year's bullpen. I've long said, Kevin Wheeler and I talked about this about an hour ago during our 515 Sports during Total Information PM. There are a lot of areas on this team that they need to improve for next year. But as John Mozalock now famously said in his press conference about two weeks prior to the deadline, it's all about pitching, pitching, pitching. And when you look at the team for next year and you compare it to what they have in place right now that can be usable next year and what needs to be improved and what needs to be brought in, I think it's pretty clear. Top two pitchers next year, probably not on the team right now. Guys that you're going to go acquire in some form or fashion, whether it's via trade or via free agency, top two pitchers going into the season next year, you would think are going to be coming from outside of the organization. And then almost a complete rebuild of the bullpen where everybody either has a different role or it's just a new player overall. But that's where Zach Thompson comes into this discussion. What is his role going to be for next year, and how much can you rely on him to pitch at a high level out of the bullpen? I've said over and over and over, I know, I I know, I hear it from you guys all the time. People complain about the starting pitching, and I'm not going to tell you that the starting pitching has been great. It hasn't been. And clearly a mistake was made by the organization when they did not bring in more starting pitching in the offseason. But I will continue to preach as loudly as I can, screaming from the mountaintop, figuratively, not literally, that this team would be in contention for a playoff spot right now 
if the bullpen would have been better, if they would have been a team that could lock down close games in the final three innings, if their number of blown saves was not what it is right now. I think the starting pitching, as it has existed this year, as much as it has struggled, the starting pitching, as it has been built this year, was still good enough to win the division. Probably not good enough. Not probably. It wasn't good enough to send you on a long postseason run. It was good enough to win a bad division. What let this team down was the bullpen. That's the group that if you if 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 you want to find a place to blame and and there's culpability all the way around but if you want to find a position group to look at and very specific specifically say if this group was much much better this team would be in a different spot i don't think you can argue the fact that it's the bullpen that that's the group that has really let down this team this year 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. Uh, coming up uh, later on this hour, we'll dive in a little bit more on something that uh, Benjamin Hockman wrote about. Did the WBC really derail this season? He's going to join us to talk about that in just a moment. We'll also talk uh, a little soccer with the U.S. Women's National Team having their run in the Women's World Cup coming to an end. So we'll get to all of that this hour. It's a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. My name is Matt Pauley. This is KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's a great bar sports open line, a Monday edition, a full two-hour program. No Cardinals baseball tonight. They are going to open up a series in Tampa against the Rays coming up tomorrow evening. Right now, we're very happy to be able to go to the Quiver River Electric guest line and welcome uh, onto the program our friend uh, Benjamin Hockman. You read him at STL Today. You read him in the Post-Dispatch. You follow him on Twitter at Hockman, and he joins us right now. Benjamin, always appreciate you taking a few moments with us. How are you? I'm doing really well. How are you, Matt? I am good. I, I found your column about the WBC and how much maybe that impacted the Cardinals this year to be interesting. Um, want to start with this, though, with you, because what what frustrates me on this whole narrative is 
as it was happening in spring training, we heard about all the positives of the WBC. We heard uh, Marmol specifically talked about how you know they were going to work real hard to instill culture before guys were leaving, and how it was great to be playing in games that matter. And like it was nothing but positive, positive, positive. And now it just feels like there's this uh, revisionist history of well, maybe this wasn't as good as we thought it might be. And I just I find it to be very interesting to look at the comments that were made in spring and look at the comments that are being now being made now about the impact of the WBC. Yeah, no question. Arenado himself was optimistic that getting into the World Baseball Classic early before the regular season would get his, his mind right and into, into important games early, but it looked as if that he was affected by uh, the fatigue from the WBC and had a 605 OPS into May, and uh, so many other players had these negative storylines uh, coming out of the WBC. Now, it's easy to make excuses and all that. We can get into it a little more, but the reality is the Cardinals are a bad team. They probably would have been bad regardless. You know, I didn't think they were going to be bad, but they, they've proven to be bad. Uh, but maybe if they didn't have the WBC, uh, they would have been close to 500. I'm I wasn't around, you know, I wasn't covering the Cardinals the last time there was a WBC. I just, I don't remember what like the narratives were in spring training of the last WBC. If this was the first time it had happened, that'd be one thing. Is it fair to say that there should be more of an understanding at this point of how the WBC can affect you? Well, well, the difference is, and you look at, for instance, Houston, they had 12 guys in the WBC, and they're doing okay. Uh, the, the difference is it wasn't just that St. Louis had just, I hate to say random, but random guys in the WBC. They had guys that, if you will, needed spring training. Uh, for instance, of course, Tyler O'Neill, uh, who was competing to be the, the center fielder, the starting center fielder, and they ended up just giving him the job without uh, having, if you will, an interview. He didn't get to do the spring training center field playing, and it put them in the behind. And then, of course, uh, and Marmol's quote was powerful yesterday when he says that a new catcher is kind of like bringing in a new quarterback. And, of course, the Cardinals brought in Wilson Contreras, and uh, they had six pitchers in the WBC and, and some position players, too, that would have uh, learned, learned some stuff uh, regarding Contreras, and instead they didn't. Do you think if there wouldn't have been a WBC, the Contreras situation would have played out differently this year? That's a great question. I, I, I don't think I can definitively say yes or no, but I, I think about this a lot, uh, maybe, maybe too much, the what-ifs. And, 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 and you would think that Contreras would have had a better chemistry uh, with with Wainwright and Michaelis, you think that Michaelis and Wainwright themselves would have been uh, in, in, in better physical space, had physical, uh, you know, and mental mind, mental minds and also their physical abilities would have been different uh, because they would have had regular spring training. So I, I think that Michaelis wins a couple games in April that he, he didn't. And uh, I think that Arenado and Tyler O'Neill have OPS at least in the 700s, uh, not in the low 600s like they did. That probably leads to a few more wins. It's been rumored and whispered, and I can't confirm any of this, but I think a lot of people have heard the rumors and whispers I'm about to say on the radio, is that the, the Jack Flaherty was a big part of the way things ended up going down with Wilson Contreras. And again, just going through all these hypotheticals, Flaherty wasn't a part of the WBC. 
Right. No, and then that's and that's why you can't just say it's the WBC is the only reason they stink. I mean, Stephen Matz wasn't in the WBC, and he had an ERA flirting with six uh, before they demoted him to the bullpen. And uh, so, yeah, and then and Helsley and Hicks weren't in the WBC, and they blew five saves by May 5th. So, yeah, clearly the WBC didn't affect those guys. They just stunk. <laughs> Do you... Does Oliver Marmel learn something from this where when two years down the line, assuming he's still the Cardinals manager, and I would bet he probably is, uh, two years down the line when they have another WBC year, and let's say the Cardinals once again have a ton of guys who are involved in it, do you think the Cardinals and Marmel specifically view it differently during spring training two years from now? I think so, and it's a weird conversation to have with a player because the player is representing his country. It's an opportunity to play on the global stage. There's a lot of excitement for these guys to be in the WBC, but I think the message will be give, delivered to them, hey, if you're gone for a month, that could clearly affect how you play in April and May. Here's some evidence. Look at all these players from the 2023 Cardinals, and, and, and maybe the, the, the most fascinating not not the biggest storyline, but the most fascinating storyline of this, and one that Marmol and the gang can use, is with Jojo Romero. Right now, Jojo Romero is pitching at a high level, but he didn't even make the team out of spring training. Why is that? Because he was with Team Mexico, and he only got a couple spring training appearances. So they went with Zach Thompson instead, and, 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 and Romero was in the minor leagues. They probably could have used a good Romero uh, in those early months of the season. It's a really weird thing because... The World Baseball Classic is great for the game of baseball. It grows the game. It's great theater. It's fun to watch. Like There's so many positives when we look at it from a game of baseball standpoint. But then when we look at it from a team-centric, a Major League Baseball team-centric standpoint, it can hurt teams. And I know Major League Baseball has, has an edict that basically tells teams you have to support the WBC there's fans out there that could that couldn't care less about the WBC. In some countries, it's such a big deal. You look at the way it's handled with Latin American countries. It's just there's so many different things that are pulling you in one direction or the other. And international baseball means this much in this country and a different amount in another country. And it's just a very weird thing. Yeah, no, no question about it. And and the Cardinals at least they can now say to whether it's to major league baseball or to their own players. Like, look, we had 11 guys uh, in it last year and we think it affected our major league performance in 2023. Maybe we can work something out where we have fewer guys involved. And, uh, and yeah, some guys like Shohei Otani, he went to the WBC played all the way through, won the dang thing. And now he's having one of the greatest seasons major league baseball has ever seen. So it's not like WBC automatically means you're going to have a bad April and May. Uh, but clearly, we saw a trend with a lot of guys who had their worst starts ever. And what about Trey Turner, for instance, uh, with Philadelphia? And those guys played in the WBC. Benjamin Hockman is continuing to join us here on a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. We're at a point in the season where wins and losses don't matter in terms of com- contending for anything this year. We can make the argument that winning and losing matters for guys learning how to win, but there's there's so many other things that seem to matter more now. Uh, with your columnist, you know, glasses on, what are you looking at? What are you watching on an every game basis when it comes to the Cardinals? Well, I mean, 
a lot of things, to be honest. I mean, th- these games are still important in regards to evaluating. And, and really, it's, it's I mean, you, you would hope, and Marmol says they're not going to give in. They're going to play hard, regardless of where they are in the standings. Uh, but, yeah, you, what, what am I looking for? I'm looking for Mason Wynn in two weeks if he's healthy, if he's able to, to play. I'm, I'm looking to see if he can play at a level with the bat and the glove that translates to – takes what he did in AAA and translates to the major leagues because that's a pretty good ball player at the and his middle name is Blaze which is cool I think um, <laughs> and then and then you look at these pitchers the, the Libertors of the world they're going to get a bunch of starts as the aforementioned Zach Thompson uh, I, I my guess Matt is that in the off season the Cardinals are going to acquire two pretty famous if you will starting pitchers maybe one in a trade and one in free agency and I think that fifth spot in the rotation is going to be open to competition for Libertor, for Thompson, uh, maybe for Sem Roversaw, the, the player, the Dutch player they got uh, in the trade uh, with Toronto and some of these other guys. So, um, yeah, this is, this is, these are open auditions uh, for, for these pitchers and players, too. You, you've covered the NBA, and we see it every year where a team is kind of tanking. And it's not that they're not trying to win games, but all of a sudden they're down three points with three minutes left, and the coach knows that we got to get some of the stars off the floor. We're not going to try to win this game. And you, you see some guys on the floor that's like, what are they doing there? This is a close game. Why, why is this guy on the floor? And you take a step back and you kind of understand it. The other day, Taylor Motter takes a really big at-bat at the end of the game and Nolan Arenado's on the bench and they wanted to give Arenado the day off and there's nothing wrong with that but you know Wilson Contreras was on, a bunch of guys were on the bench and when I watched that moderate mat at bat that night all I thought to myself was this is the equivalent of the NBA teams that put in their second and third teams at the end of games when they're not trying to win well the only the, it's a fair point the only difference is in the NBA they're clearly playing for draft picks and the idea that the draft pick they get will immediately impact their team the following year because uh, that's how it normally goes with lottery picks in the NBA. In baseball, of course, the, the, the rookie the guys go to rookie ball and they play a bunch of years in the minor leagues. So I think it was probably more um, let's see how Taylor Motter does in this super high-pressured moment. Let's learn a little bit about Taylor Motter right now. But yes, of course, if the Cardinals were still in the pennant race, Arenado, whomever, bats there. But because – they're out of it. Hey, let's let's see what Motter's got. Let's learn a little bit about this guy right now. He is uh, Benjamin Hockman. You read him at STL Today. You also read him inside the uh, pages of the Post-Dispatch, and he joins us right now. Benjamin, always appreciate the time. We'll uh, see you at the ballpark next week. Take care, Matt. All right, very good. Benjamin Hockman joining us here on a Gray Bar Sports Open Line via the Quiver River Electric Guest Line. We'll take a break, and uh, when we come back, we'll dive in a little bit more on the WBC and if it derailed the season, and also get into the uh, curious case of Adam Wainwright. What to do as he struggled again his last time out. That's what we talk about as we continue on. In just a moment, it's a Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. It's a Graybar Sports Open Line. Those bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. We're back at it here on a Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. Appreciate you being with us today. If you want to join us, 314-436-7900. That's how you call and or text. You can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T. 
P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Got a great point. A great text came in from the 314. We were just talking with Benjamin Hockman from the Post-Dispatch and STL today about the impact of the World Baseball Classic on this year's Cardinals season. And I want to be clear in this. If, if the WBC doesn't happen, maybe the Cardinals have a couple, two, three more wins. Maybe. Maybe in a best-case scenario. But they're not in a different place in terms of fighting for a division and fighting for a playoff spot. The the real world, real baseball impact of the WBC, I think, is negligible. Maybe Miles Michaelis pitches better in a couple games. Maybe something different with Adam Wainwright. Maybe some of the outfielders perform a little better. But we're not talking about a team that's got 10 more wins than they have right now. So it's not meant to be – this conversation is not about building excuses – This conversation is about there are a lot of things that went into the season that has resulted in this season being a disappointment, and let's dissect some of these things. And I think it's fair to say the WBC played some part. Not a huge part, but a part. And uh, got a text message from the 314 that says, that's a really good point, grateful that Wilson Contreras did uh, did stay in spring during the World Baseball Classic, Otherwise, can't imagine the blowback he would have gotten. Understand the WBC may have played a part, but it still does not address the lack of more good pitching nor the decline in defense during the season. The whole season is a mess in many ways. Agreed, 100%. And I think the thing that I really appreciate about that text is the idea of hypothetically, what would have it looked like if the pitchers were struggling the way they're struggling right now and Wilson Contreras had gone to the WBC, everybody, so many people, maybe myself included, I don't know, uh, we, we would have all been talking about the impact of the WBC, the negative impact of the WBC on a new catcher coming in. So the fact that he did stick around, there's been a lot of people who have blamed Contreras for a good number of things, but at the very least, uh, we don't have to worry about uh, that that narrative, that storyline. Uh, text message from the 618. You say the Cardinals should have signed trade for pitchers last year. Who would have that been? Most of the big-name free agents have not lived up to the hype. Absolutely. I think if they would have acquired pitching last year uh, and it would have worked, it would have been um, – Pitchers that maybe didn't get moved, maybe there would have been a trade or something. Because the point, you know, Carlos Rodon, he just got he he missed the first three and a half months of the season, came back, wasn't great, uh, and now he's injured again for the Yankees. Uh, Jose Quintana has missed most of the season. A lot of people want to see the Cardinals bring him back. I don't think he would have made a huge difference on this year, but he's been injured most of the season. Both those uh, were uh, were were chronic injuries. Um, Oh, the uh, the Rangers pitcher, the former uh, Boston Red Sox. His name is uh, escaping me at the very moment, uh, but he's injured right now. He was having a great, great, great season, a fantastic season, and uh, he's a little bit banged up. So it's um, Nathan Eovaldi. That's the name I was trying to come up with in my head. Nathan Eovaldi would have been – he was the guy that looked like if you could have chosen one player – based off their production this year to put on the Cardinals, he would have been the guy. Uh, and at one point there was some, there were some like rumblings that maybe there was some talk between the two, but now he's banged up. So I think it's another really good point from the texter that there just wasn't really much available this offseason. 
Let's grab a couple phone calls. We'll go to John, who's giving us a call. Hey, John, you're on Sports Open Line. John B. Yeah, that's you. You're on the air. Hey, hey, uh, I've been really following the Cardinals my whole life. I'm over 70 years old, and uh, you know the average car, uh, the average uh, team batting average is, is just to say it's 250 uh, for the team. That's 2.5 out of every 10 times to the plate. And then they walk maybe 10% of the time, most of them. Some of them walk a little more and less. So that's that's, uh, three and a half times of every 10 times to the plate. Now, you wouldn't go to the casino with a 35% chance of being successful. And so Ali Marmel doesn't know what the heck he's doing. He's he's way beyond the times. I mean, all you have to study is the statistics that show that. And it's uh, ridiculous that he, uh, he doesn't sacrifice, he doesn't hit and run. He uh, makes stupid moves on, uh, with the uh, substitutions. Hey, John, and, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not yeah. trying to go off on you here, but the math, the the numbers, the, the the easy numbers to follow along say that everything you're saying right now is completely wrong. Oh, well, uh, we're 15 games under 500, so maybe Whitey Herzog was wrong. Uh, what's the Tampa Bay Rays record? I don't know. I haven't looked at theirs because they're not in our division. Yeah, the Tampa Bay Rays are the most analytically driven team in Major League Baseball, and they're sitting there with a uh, with one of the best records in baseball at sixty eight and forty six. What's the Dodgers' record? Uh, Dodgers are the most analytically driven team in the National League. They're 65 and 46. This has nothing to do with not bunting guys over. This has to do with a roster that just was not put together and a lot of guys underachieving. Well, would you like to tell me which players on there can bunt the ball? Please tell me them. I'd like to. I'd like to meet them. I'd like to see it. Why? There's not a guy. All bunting does is causes guys to lose. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, Late last uh, last night, the last inning. We get a single where we're down one to nothing. The next guy is O'Neal. Okay, he takes a pitch. It's okay. I got it, which he should have. The next time, he fouls one off. The next time, he uh, strikes out. Okay, I got it. Then what does uh, Ali do or Marmel do? He substitutes for the runner for Arenado with a pinch runner. I don't know why at that point. He should have been trying to maybe steal if he was worried about getting somebody to second, but he doesn't bunt him over. So now the guy goes, the next guy, Gorman, comes up and fouls uh, over by the third base back. Now there's two outs, and we still got a, a fast pinch, pinch runner on first base. Really, that's terrific. Next guy strikes out and again, the left field, the game's over. Good managing as far as I could see. All right, John, appreciate the phone call. Uh, I, I don't ar- I, I argue a little with those people. Look, the. The bottom line here is the numbers will tell you. And I'm not saying never bunt. I'm saying almost never bunt. There's clearly, if if there's a situation where you got a runner on at second, you're down by a run, there's one out, you got a guy who doesn't have a very good batting average, you can put a bunt down, get the runner to third, next guy coming up to the plate is somebody who's going to be able to make contact. Like, I'm not saying never bunt, but there's a lot of people who want to see the Cardinals bunt a lot. And the numbers will tell you, you've got... If you have a runner on at third with one out, you have a slightly better chance of scoring a run than you having a runner on at second uh, with with no outs. But the opportunity to score multiple runs decreases exponentially, and you win games by scoring multiple runs. One more phone call before we take a break. Harrison has given us a call. Hey, Harrison, you're on Sports Open Line. Hey, how's it going, Matt? Good. 
Hey, just steering it back to the original conversation. I yeah. don't know whose excuse the uh, World Baseball Classic was, uh, but I don't think that's a good excuse. I look back at what's happened this season, and I think the Cardinals' record is completely on the front office. You look at our offense is good. Yes, our defense is declined. You look at our scouting department, it's good. It's completely on Mo for not picking up quality starting pitching. I mean, you got Matt, who's coming off an injury. Wainwright, who's coming off a terrible last two months of the season. Michaelis, who's a 3-4 guy on most, most teams. Flaherty, who's had, you know, a four. He's been declining. He hasn't gotten, he hasn't gone anywhere since 2019. So you look at all that. If you're Mo at the end of last season, you're like, hey, I need starting pitching. I don't know what he was doing up up there all off season, but this is all on him. I hate to say it, but it's on him. The only thing I would take issue with is you saying Wainwright having a horrible final two months of the season. His uh, August ERA was two and a half. He had a good August. He had a bad September. Yes, you're sorry about that, Matt. Okay. You are correct. That's the only thing I would take issue with what you said. Appreciate the uh, the phone call. 314-436-7900. Uh, yeah, the team did not prepare themselves from a pitching standpoint this year. They they relied too much on the guys who are on this team without having backups in case it didn't work out, and it didn't work out. They if and I, I've said this over and over. My belief is that they would have gone out at the trade deadline and gotten more starting pitching had the season gone kind of the way we thought it was going to go with. They, them being in contention for the division and being contention for the playoffs. But by the time the trade deadline got here, they were too far out of it, and it didn't even matter. 314-436-7900, that's how you call, that's how you text. You know what, we've got a lot of people calling in on this one. Uh, we will uh, continue this Cardinals conversation here in our next segment uh, as we wrap up our number one of a Graybar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. This is America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Just a couple minutes left on this edition of a Gray Bar Sports Open Line when it comes to our number one of the program. I think I hit a nerve on some of the Cardinal stuff. I said, want to give as many people an opportunity to uh, chime in before we uh, break for our six, uh, 7 o'clock news. We will start with Tom. Tom, you are on Sports Open Line. Well, how's it going? Um, in my opinion, spring training should be used to get the starters stretched out so that they can pitch six or even seven innings by the beginning of the season. It didn't seem like any of the Cardinal starters were able to do that. Michaelis, he was in the uh, World Baseball Classic, but he was a reliever. He didn't pitch a lot of innings there. Um, Wainwright got hurt, whatever reason. The starters need to be able to cover the majority of the game when they put relievers in. If you have to use too many relievers too often, they're not going to do well. So I think spring training, please have the starters go at least six innings by the end of spring training. Tom, I uh, I, I generally agree. I, I would say five. If you, get, if you get five out of the starters right at the beginning of the season, most starters, maybe you get a six-inning appearance out of a guy or two, that's fine. But you need more length at the beginning of spring, something you didn't get this year from the WBC guys. Uh, and again, if you want to change the WBC, put a little bit more time of spring training left by the time it gets done so you can stretch out starters. I think that's a good point. Terry has given us a call. Hey, Terry, you're on Sports Open Line. Uh, yeah, that one 
caller was calling it by button earlier. I think he makes the point with the Cardinals' record being bad because of the situational hitting. They are terrible at situational hitting. They are. I'm going to give you an example. The Friday night I was watching the Dodgers game. Terry, you got about 30 seconds. So make the point in about 30 okay, seconds. I'll make, I'll make something else then. Contreras, uh, why is he not playing more? Uh, I realize maybe they want to play uh, – Kisner, but why not play Contreras at DH more? I mean, it seems like he plays once every other day. He's hitting the heck out of the ball. Maybe you got some information you can tell me, and you know something. Please answer that question. It makes no sense that he ain't playing more. Yeah, you bet, Terry. Appreciate it. I mean, Kisner has been doing a little bit more here recently, and when Brendan Donovan was around, they had to put him at DH a lot. I think we'll see Contreras as the DH a little bit more now that uh, Donovan's season has uh, come to an end. Uh, but, I mean, he Contreras has DH'd a fair amount in the month of July. He had one, two, three, four. He had five starts as uh, the DH. So far in August, Contreras has played on August 1st, August 2nd, August 4th, August 5th, and August 6th. Uh, and it was only the uh, August 6th game, uh, was that yesterday against Colorado, that he uh, only got one at bat coming as a pinch hitter. So I think he's playing a little bit more than uh, you're giving him credit for. Uh, But there, especially when three catchers were on the roster and Donovan wasn't playing the field, it was a little tough to find him the playing time that you feel like he should have based off the fact that, you're right, he is hitting the ball quite well. All right, one hour down, one more to go. We got a lot more to get into. It's a Graybar Sports Open Line. My name is Matt Pauley. We're back with more in just a moment right here on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.